People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Blog Talk Radio. I'm not 
2015, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, similar to Loveline, but totally not Loveline. Instead of Dr. Drew, you get me, your cool, new, uh, fun, big sister with bangs that you can talk to that you never even knew you needed or wanted. It's going to be an exciting night, you guys. It's April Fool's Day, but don't worry. Everything I say is not going to be a lie, at least intentionally. Uh... Phone lines are open. The telephone number is 646-378-0649. Once again, 646-378-0649 is the telephone number for you to get through to me to share with me all your problems, your heartache, your woes, your feelings, uh, your dilemmas, your quandaries, and whatnot. Uh, You guys, let me break it down for you so it's crystal clear who should be calling in and who shouldn't be. First of all, everybody should be. And second of all, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual? Are you newly single? Are you stuck in a miserable relationship that you're too much of a puss to get out of because you're just comfortable in it and you're you're just too afraid? Are you are you a cutter? Are you a shit talker? Are you a total fucking high school nerd who grips the straps of your dumb Jansport dorky backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom? just binge eating and picking at your face? Well, cut the fuck out. You're going to be all pockmarked and gross. And we don't want that for you, okay? We want you to have the best chance you can possibly have in this lifetime. Are any of you out there looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or just hoping to feel a little bit less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of that desperate thing you did at that party last weekend? Yeah, join the club. You'd be surprised. Are your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your face? Well, wake up. Get used to it. It's called the real world, and it never ends. <sighs> Is the guy or girl you like not responding to all of the text messages you've sent without a single response? All of your Facebook posts and or all of your retweets or Instagram likes? Is your dad cheating on your mom? With you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a podcast masquerading as a legitimate radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. I've said it before. I will say it again. This should be considered your new safe haven, your new home away from home. It's all you. This is your, this is, you found your new home. You have found the spot, you assholes. This is exciting. So pick up your smartphone and dial 646 378 0649. You can also tweet me your questions or your comments at Alexi Wasser, A L E X I W A S S E R. And furthermore, if you feel inclined, you can give me all the details and all the pertinent information concerning your issue, your problem, by emailing that to me, emailing them to me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject. Big sis. 
Oh, man, there is no reason for you not to call in the Boy Crazy Radio tonight. Tonight is going to be a great night. I can feel it. You know why? <sighs> blind faith. Just blind faith. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Anyway, you guys, um, all right. So where do we even start? Where do we even start? Before I get to the phone calls, before I read the emails, um, so many thoughts and feelings. Okay, first of all, oh, man, oh, I have a girlfriend in town. Uh, she's beautiful, she's hip, she's cool, she's casual, she's got a great haircut. She's single. I can't believe it. I'm trying to set her up with somebody. Oh, on a, and on a side note of a side note, before the show's even really begun, uh, if anybody out there is single and you want me to set you up, you want me to set you up with my girlfriend, who, who shall remain nameless, I think you should call in and you should tell me why you're the guy. Because here's the thing. Let's take a break from Hinge and Tinder, and uh, let's just get real. Let's go back to old school phone calls and uh, calling strangers, a.k.a. me, and trying to vie for my friend's affection who you've never met. But you just have to trust. You just have to trust she's gorgeous and cool and amazing. Um, Yeah, this should be fun. I like this. Uh, This is like a prank phone. It's like you guys are making prank phone calls with an intention, (coughs) trying to win the affection of my girlfriend. Uh, she's brunette. She has freckles, but it's like not cool hip freckles. And uh, so, yeah, phone lines are open. Call in. Tell me why you think you should date her. You know, she's heterosexual, but maybe she dates girls too. She could be bisexual. She's pretty cool. Um, yeah, if you're a cool girl, call in. And, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll screen you as well. Here's what happened this week. Okay. So I went to New York last week. I think I already got back from that trip um, by last week's Boy Crazy Radio episode. Um and I was exhausted. Lots of stuff happened. One of the things that happened was I was acting in a show that my friend Neve from Catfish, is that like a name drop? Who cares? Grow up. Grow up. It's the future, and you're allowed to say people's names that you're friends with, and God forbid they should be doing something cool with their lives. Jesus Christ, relax. You calling it a name drop is more about you and your insecurities than me just casually referencing a friend and it actually all pertains to the story, so how dare you? Anyway, so I was on my friend Neve's podcast in New York, because he was in New York, and he's also producing this show called No Hookups, Please. It's a scripted show uh, about, like, you know, 20-somethings in New York uh, dating and on Tinder and, you know, modern dating and all the things that we deal with and whatnot, where it's a very confusing time. It's a confusing time because we have the old-school stuff that we do, uh, which emails might fall under that category, we have, like, the old school stuff that we do, which is, like, meeting people in person, IRL, in real life, um, meeting people through other people that we know. Maybe even Facebook is, like, an old-timey way to meet people. It's like, you know, we've accepted that. You can direct message on Facebook and flirt that way. But now we've got Tinder and Hinge and every fucking, like, whatever. Just, and it's just it's, everybody's texting. Nobody makes phone calls. So you've got this new way of meeting people, which is, like, all, like, you know, online and, and, you know, nobody looks up anymore. Nobody's, like, looking up to see who walks past them to fall in love. Um, so that we talked about that on the podcast, and that's also what the show No Hookups, Please, deals with, just modern dating, millennial problems or whatever. Um, so I'm on his podcast, and I'm also friends with Neve and his brother Rel's mother, and her name is Claudia, and she's amazing, and she is a she's a... Uh, She's a very modern, badass, cool mom, and uh, I've never met her. But we're friends 
because we have so many mutual friends and I'm friends with her kids, we've become friends on social media. So now that I'm back in L.A. and she lives in Los Angeles, the cool mom, Claudia, I thought, fuck it. I want to meet this mom. I identify more with cool moms than I do with people my own age. So I go with my single girlfriend that I'm trying to set you guys up with because uh, she's also friends with cool mom, badass Claudia. Uh, I go with her, I'm not going to say her name, to Claudia's husband's party, birthday party, so to meet Claudia and her cool husband. His name is Shelly. Fuck it. I'm just cats out of the bag. I'm telling everybody's name. Saying everybody's name except for my girlfriend who's single that you should be calling in trying to win over. Um, my girlfriend and I are at the bar. We're waiting for uh, Claudia and Shelly to get to to get to the restaurant where where the party is, the birthday party is. A small dinner party, I'll have you uh, know, which is pretty cool. I'm in with the fam. That feels pretty good, pretty good. Uh, okay. And I brought flowers because I'm a class act, and that's what you should do when you're meeting new people, especially highbrow people from New York who have relocated to Los Angeles that you're friends with their children. You know, you should, you, you got you to gotta have a little pizzazz. You got to be a class act, people. Just because it's 2015 and you're a teenager or a 20-something or whatever you are, it would be really cool if my youngest listener was eight years old. But who knows? I don't know. I'm crossing my fingers. So if you're out there and you're a cool eight-year-old, then you should also know that, yeah, you should bring flowers. Use your fucking lunch money and buy some flowers when you're meeting some new people. Impress people, okay? Just because you're eight doesn't mean you can do nothing. Just fall back on what you look like, all right? Disgusting. Anyway, so we're at the bar. All of a sudden, I get a tap on the shoulder. It's Claudia's cool husband, cool husband Shelly, whose birthday it is. I've never met him before. I've seen him on Facebook, kind of. I mean, not Facebook, Instagram, not really registered, whatever. I realize that Claudia's husband, like, like I've heard from everybody in passing, he is the coolest, most handsome man that exists in the entire world. I, I'm not sure how old he was turning. Maybe, I don't know how old he He, he looked like 38. I think he may have been turning 70. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to say he was like 40, but he's not 40. He's much older. But, he, but when I turned around and I saw him, when I saw the birthday man, and I was only there for, for Claudia to meet a cool, badass mom, but when I turned around and I saw the, the, the handsome birthday man, I nearly fainted because he was the most attractive, handsome man I've ever met in my entire life. It made me question everything. It made me want to go back in time and break up with every every ex-boyfriend I've already break, broken up with, but I wanted to break up with them again just so they know that they're nothing compared to this Shelly, you know, Claudia's cool husband. So uh, anyway, so I nearly fainted. I, I pulled it together. I think I played it pretty cool. Hopefully they're not listening tonight. Um, unbelievable. Gave him the flowers. Touch of class all the way. Fantastic. Um, he appreciated them. Then... Then I get the gift of meeting Claudia, Rel and Neve's mom, which is the real reason I'm at this thing. And all I see from, from across the room, I see a beautiful, slender woman with the most beautiful life in the world, a, this butt. She looks, she looks like she has a gay man's butt. It's like, you know, not to be, whatever. It's like, it's great. Gay men appreciate when I say that. How dare you? I have tons of gay boyfriends. I can say whatever I want. So, and it, Okay. She, her butt is like the perfect butt, the perfect thigh gap. She's wearing white white denim, white pants. 
it's just it's too much. This couple is out of control. But the, the takeaway from this, the reason I'm I'm going off on this is because uh, not only am I in with a cool family, but it's just so cool when you meet cool adults, parents. You know, I'm not going to say older people. I mean, whatever. Like they're they're grown ups. Their parents. They're badass. They're living their lives. They ride motorcycles. They're relocating from New York to LA. They're wearing white denim. You know, they're 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 just you know like they're just beautiful couple. It just gave me so much hope and life. It's just like oh my god, like I just I couldn't believe it. It made me never want to settle for some bonehead dude, and it made me really want to start doing squats and you know trying to uh, to be brave enough to wear white white jeans like. Claudia, the most badass mom in the entire world. No disrespect to my mom. I've got a great mom. But my mom aside, I'm really excited to have been adopted by Claudia and Shelly. Shelly's a man. In case you guys aren't sophisticated enough to realize a man can have a name like Shelly. He rides motorcycles, okay? So does, so does Claudia. How dare you? Anyway, so that was very cool. I was inspired. It's so cool when you meet cool, cool adults. Um, grown-ups, parents, just the best. Life just keeps happening if we're lucky. If we don't die and it keeps happening, you just got to keep keep being in the game. You got to keep staying fit so you can fit into your white jeans. You got to, uh, you, you know, you've got to throw cool dinner parties. You've got to smoke pot. You've got to ride motorcycles. Not at the same time. That's not what I'm saying. But, you know, life keeps happening and, you know, so that's why it's really important to be respectful to grown-ups, to adults, to badass parents, to listen to what they have to say. And it's their job, older people, grown-ups, adults, whatever the fuck you want to call them, they have a responsibility to be inspiring. And Shelly and Claudia do that. They're the fucking end-all, be-all way to be. On a side note of a side note, my mom... My mom and her boyfriend are pretty cool, too. They play music. They go to parties. They're always having functions. They, you know, that's another, you know, but, I, but I'm used to them. I'm used to them inspiring me. I needed some new inspiration, and I was pleasantly surprised by my new adopted family. So that, that, that being said, I am going to take a phone call because um, I want to see where 610 is from. 610, where's that area code from? Hi, hello. 610, you're on Boy Crazy Radio. Don't just act like you're not there, because I know you're there. Oh, my God, I can't believe this. You've been waiting all that time, and then I pick up your phone call and you hang up? Un-fucking-believable. <sighs> Unbelievable. Listen, phone lines are open. I would like to listen to your problems. I want to know who's not texting you time. I've got the patience. I've got the wherewithal to listen to your bullshit. That's three, two, no, it's the number 646-378-0649 is the number. 646-378-0649 is the number. I would like to check my Twitter to see if I'm getting any comments. At Alexi Wasser. All right. And I might read an email in a moment, but I have other things to say. So, guys, I'm single. I'm technically single. I'm dating. I've been dating. I just want to tell you the other things that happened this week. So, I'm dating this. So, I met this guy, and I went on a date with him. 
and he's 6'2", and he's blonde, and I don't usually like blonde guys. He's 27. He's a vegan, millennial, gluten-free, cat-owning dude. And uh, I almost feel bad for him that he's dating me because I can be a fucking nightmare and exhausting. And I, I don't know if you know this about me, but um, I, I can get very reactive and very huffy and puffy and angry really quickly if things don't go my way. Unless I do give really good advice. But living my own life is a whole separate thing. All right? I'm not, this is not a case of the blind leading the blind because I do give very good advice. And you know it's true if I have to keep repeating it over and over and over again to, uh, you know, to myself and to you guys. But um, I'm just saying, I can see myself clearly. And those are things, that's something I do that I'm not proud of, right? You know, if somebody says something, if a guy I'm dating says something and I don't quite understand it or it offends me or bothers me, I don't just notice it quietly and kind of put it somewhere. I, I either shut down or I get really angry. I just usually have a big response, whether it's like shutting down and closing my heart and getting upset and turning inward or like, what does that mean? Oh, my God. Why would you say that? Forget it. It's ruined. I'm going home. I can't do it. Never mind. Like, that's how I deal with things sometimes. And I don't know why I do that. You know, I have a therapist. I'm super self-aware to the point of it's painful. But the thing is, in between relationships, I can't really work on my shit because I don't have somebody in front of me uh, where I can see myself reflected in their eyes, you know? So all my worst stuff comes up when I'm, you know, this is not anything personal. I mean, this is like, you know, it's a universal thing. Uh, I'm just speaking from my own experience. But all my stuff comes up when I'm dating someone. And I don't know if it's because uh, if it only happens when I really like someone because they have an effect on me and I feel like out of control and... Uh, or if it's just, be, or if, I don't know, or I do it because, maybe I don't have no idea why I do it, but all I know is like my worst self comes up when I'm dating someone. So, but this vegan millennial really knows how to handle me. It's so funny. He's like an older soul or something. Um, and here's a weird highlight. So yeah, so we went on a date yesterday and we had sex and he's like very sensitive. He's like his... And his whole physique, his, he's emotionally, doesn't seem sensitive, but I'm sure he is or whatever, but uh, I'm way more emotionally sensitive. But he, he's physically sensitive where it's like he got off a plane and now it's like his, his nose is dry and uh, we're having sex. We had sex yesterday. And this might be too much information, but, this is, you know, I wanted to share with you a highlight of my week uh, because for me it was a highlight. We had sex last night. And while we're having sex, he was on top of me. And he, like, he, 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 we're kissing, and he looks up, and he looks into my eyes, and I think, oh, my God, I can't believe this. He's looking in my eyes. This is so romantic. This is so romantic. We're having really romantic, passionate, like, you know, connected sex. We're making eye contact. And he looks me in the eye, and he says, uh-oh. I go, what? And he goes, oh, I blood all over your face. My nose is just blood all over, all over your face. And uh, 
And I was not repelled. I was kind of into it. And uh, and I noticed there's blood all over his face. And, you know, I kissed him. And then we our heads pulled apart and he went, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Now there's, now there's a lot of blood all over your face. And I was like, oh, my God, there's a lot of blood on your face, too. This is so cool. Um, and then I got on top of him. And I thought to be helpful and to show him that I'm a cool girl who goes with the flow. Um, I squeezed his nose for a moment because I didn't want him to die or anything or, like, to suffocate him or, you know, I didn't cover his mouth, too. Like, I'm not into that. I mean, I'm sure that can be fun. But uh, I just plugged his nose so to stop the, the bleeding. And uh, we grabbed the tissue really quick, and he stuck, like, a tissue up his nose. It's real sexy, real hot. Um, and then I tried to take some remaining blood and, like, write my initials on his chest while we were having sex. I mean, I think it was pretty cool. It was, like, pretty cool. I mean, I... <laughs> Um, then we were like, whoa, this is way too bloody and crazy. Um, even though it was kind of cool because for me, oh, there's more to it. For me, it was like cool because I was like, is this what it's like when a guy goes down on a girl and she has her period? Even though I'm sure that that period blood is like crazier. I'm sorry I'm going here. I don't need to go here. I'm just like going off on this thing. I'm, I just want to show you that I can be as vulnerable as you as I want you to be with me, all right? I can bear my soul, so there's no reason for you to have any fear calling in using a fake name, and nobody will know it's you. Nobody will know. None of your friends are listening. You're safe here, and I'm laying the groundwork. I am laying the foundation to let you know that if I can do it, if I can say all my thoughts and feelings and experiences, especially the ones that I'm telling you right now, and I'm about to tell you more, um, yeah, you're totally safe. You've got nothing to lose. Because I put my name, Alexi Celine Wasser, and my photo and my email address. It's all attached to this podcast. I mean show. I mean show. Can we please call it a show? Um, yeah. There you go. It's your safe haven. I told you. So anyway, we're having sex. He's on his back now. Blood's on my face. I've yet to look at myself in the mirror, you know, plugging his nose. Now there's like a a weird, you know, tissue stub dangling out of one of his nostrils, trying to block the blood from flowing out of his nose. And it's flowing. It's This is not like, this is like day two of his period, if, it was, if he had a period coming out of his nose, like if he had his period from his nose or whatever. Anyway, so... You know, and I'm, I'm trying to make a joke of it, and I'm like, oh, this is great. It's just like, you know, it's like, you know, because I... Because I'm thinking, whenever I think about sex, I feel like, you know, it's, I'm not, it's not my goal to have sex during my period because oftentimes, you know, I'm having cramps and I'm uncomfortable. I, I don't want to be touched. But sometimes you're not in that much pain when you have your period or it's a lighter flow kind of day. Or you just want to know that the guy you're with even though you don't want to have sex in your period, you want to know that he loves you and cares for you enough that he, like, doesn't give a fuck because he's like, oh, I don't care, I'm rugged. I'm a feminine, I'm a modern millennial dude, but I'm uh, I'm also rugged and I don't give a fuck, you know, whatever. Um, and I've had period sex before and I appreciate it. And some guys have, like, gone down on me when I've been, I'm just telling you, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, okay? This is life, all right? Grow up, things happen. How, did, how dare you decide what I do and I don't talk about? Anyway, um, but I think that's kind of cool when you're really intimate with somebody and hopefully you don't both have AIDS or whatever, uh, you know, like it's okay if, if a guy goes down on you or has sex with you and you put towels down and you're, having, you're just getting sloppy and crazy. It's sexy. It's cool. Because I feel like 
you know, I'm not saying all the time. Again, let me just stress, the, my goal is not to have period sex. But you just want to know that the self-consciousness is out, out the window. And things can get gnarly if, if the passion is there. So I'm likening his nosebleed and me being into it and kissing him to me being like a cool guy. And if this is my girlfriend, I'd be into having period sex. So I feel like, you know, if the shoe were on the other foot, I'm a cool dude. I'd be, Alexi would be a cool dude to date if you girls had your period. I would be there for you. And I'm not scared, okay? That's all. That's what I discovered about myself last night. Anyway, and then, since we're both covered in blood, it got, we were like, hold on, let's just take a moment. You know, we, we, we've had sex. We, we had sex. We ended up having sex four, four times, which is really cool. Dating an effeminate, 6'2", cat-owning, vegan, millennial, with a thigh gap that I aspire to have is pretty fucking cool because I have the energy of like an 18-year-old. So it's cool for me to date like, you know, boys or man, men, man boys with lots of energy because they can keep up and I can have a lot of sex. So it's really cool. So like after the first or second time we had sex and now we're covered in weird nose blood, whatever, we go into the bathroom together to like assess the situation and I look at him and he's like, whoa, you're covered in blood. No, I was, you know, he's covered in blood. He looks at me and he's like, fuck, wait, do you look at yourself in the mirror, you monster? And uh, then we looked at ourselves in the mirror together, and it looked like the coolest album to some, you know, band you've yet to hear of, but you should. That would be, like, totally cool on Pitchfork and uh, or Enemy or something. Like, it looked so cool, but we were both naked, and it was such a weird futuristic moment where we were both, we both got our phones. We were both trying to, like, see who would take the photo where like, he's like, I was like, yeah, we should take a photo but with my camera, with my phone. And he's like, oh, I'll grab my phone. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to have a, I really don't want this guy that I'm, you know, that I'm dating to take a naked photo of me covered in his nose blood on his phone. I want to keep that shit on my phone because I'm the woman and I'm the girl and I say when and I say how and I say who will take a naked photo of me. So we both, like, put our cameras up and we're trying to take photos. We don't take any photos because we realize, like, it's it's just not cute. It's not even cute in a cool, arty way. It was, like, so... Uh, so we made conscious decisions as adults to let, let's, let's just have this moment. Let's just have this moment without having the need to take a photo. So that's what we did. And that's, that's what we didn't do. We didn't take a photo. We just experienced the moment and I'm now, I'm, now I'm re-experiencing the moment, talking about it here on Boy Crazy Radio. But sometimes you just have to know when and where you don't need to take a photo of an experience. And I learned that last night, covered in blood, naked, with some dude. Um, yeah. And then we ended up having sex face with my teeth by accident because I guess I was just like passionate in the moment classic me uh and yeah and then and then he was bleeding in his mouth so I'm either dating the most sensitive guy who's probably anemic now or maybe I don't know I hope not but anyway yeah it was like gnarly I hope we're okay I thought it was cool for a moment now I'm like oh my god I hope I don't I wonder how much oh no oh I think I'm okay I think I'm okay 
This could be the last episode of Boy Crazy Radio. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows? Um, all right. I'm going to take a phone call. Uh-oh. Look who it is. Area code 610? If you don't want to talk yeah. to see, you don't want to talk. Oh, yeah. Are you calling into the show or are you just calling in to listen? Oh, uh, no. I'm calling in the show. Oh, what's going on? What's your name? How old are you? Where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Pennsylvania, of all places. Well, that's a good place. My dad was born in Pennsylvania. I mean, I don't talk to him anymore, but he was born there. In Bryn Mawr. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's not, not too far from where I am. What's wrong with that? Oh, sorry to hear that I don't talk to him, or sorry that he was born in Bryn Mawr. Sorry to hear that you don't talk to him. Okay, cool. Well, how old are you? What's going on with you? Thank you for calling. Yeah, no, uh, I'm 30, actually. I just turned 30 in March. Kind of weird. Um, happy happy birthday! No, this is great. The thirties are, are you know you're gonna you're gonna have the time of your life. I guess maybe I don't know. It's like a milestone, like depressing year, kind of. Well, why? Because you're thirty. I don't know. <laughs> but you know why? Let me just say something right off the the top. Uh, I think that's because everybody's so ageist and everything's like you know on Instagram and Facebook and everything is like. This in media is like, you have to be a teenager forever, American Apparel, and this and that, and you've got to be like, useful <laughs> yeah, and totally. gooey if you're. And it's like, fuck that, because when you really talk to a bunch of teenagers, like, yes, they they know a lot of stuff, but 30s, you have confidence, you have life experience, you're still young, you still look like you're in your 20s, so just like relax, like don't be so hard on yourself. Like men in their 30s are so much better than men in their 20s. You know, I just. Just don't yeah, freak maybe. out because okay. the, the, alternative, the alternative is dying. So, you know, at least you're alive and you made it. But what's going on? What made you call in? Yeah, I don't know. I've just been having a hard time. I um, I guess uh, two to three years ago, I was I was dating someone and, like, we were dating solid for a year. And uh, I think both of our parents respectively thought, like, it was going to be, like, you know, we were the one for each other. And, like, it ended up dissolving to just, like, not working out at all, like, we broke up via like text message, like so stupid and like of our generation. And I've just been having a really hard time like dealing with it since because I just, everyone I've dated, I've just been kind of um, looking back to like that relationship. Cause she's now like found someone that she's like super serious about. And they have like a relationship dog and like live together. And I feel like I have not found that. And now that I'm 30, probably won't find that. And, it's been it's been tough and uh you know like on milestone like her birthday or valentine's day like just email her just like be nice and like no response and it's just been uh pretty difficult oh my god well first of all why do you say you're not going to find that you're 30 you're still so young like you're so young you will find that (laughs) why why do you why do you think that i don't know it's just tough i mean um if you've been through dating these days, it's just like the worst. Why do you say that? Speak it specific. Because, uh, like, I don't know. Um, as a guy, it's super difficult because, like, girls are just, like, not looking to, like, settle into a relationship. They're just kind of, like, shopping around or, or whatever, looking for, like, whatever it is that girls look for. Well, listen, that's... Not completely true. I totally know what you're talking about where everybody's looking for the next best thing and, and like, you know, what's, yeah. what's better? And you're swiping, you know, everybody's like, 
always swiping left swiping or left right. Swiping left right? Yeah, it's like this whole ridiculous, like, short attention span thing. But, but that's also what girls think of men, too. So the fact that you're a guy saying that, like, oh, women are, you know, looking for this. A lot of girls are like, oh, well, men are looking for this. And men on Tinder, they don't want anything serious. But then I talk to my guy friends, and they're like, even more than I've ever experienced, my guy friends are like, no, I'm looking for a real relationship. I actually do want a real relationship. I'm on Tinder to find a girlfriend. I want something solid. Like, and I wrote a whole thing about this recently, like, but talking about how we're in such a weird generation of like ADD that it's almost like we have so many choices that it's so overwhelming that a lot of people, I mean, me, me also, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have too many choices. It's too ADD. I want something solid because I want to be grounded in something because this feels too flighty. You know, it's crazy. Don't you feel like that? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, ultimately, like, I've just been wrestling with the fact that I feel like maybe I made, like, the worst decision and, uh, you know, like, I missed that opportunity to, like, meet that, like, one person and now I'm, like, not going to, like, find that again or be lucky enough to find that again. No, listen, you didn't because whatever I – mean, I want to ask you in a moment, like, why you guys broke up and when exactly and all that. But before I, before I do that, first of all, there is not just one person for everybody. You know, like, there are many different people, and as you morph and change and you grow up and you have experiences and you whatever, you 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 become different versions of yourself. And then, and then you meet different people according to, like, where you're at emotionally and, and – you will meet somebody. Like, that's the exciting thing about life. Like, you never know what's around the corner. Like, you could meet some amazing girl that you fall madly in love with, just like your ex did. Sorry to bring that up. But you could do the same thing, like, tomorrow or in a week from now or a few months. And, like, I think what, ha- what is a good thing to do uh, when, you're in a, when you're feeling the way you're feeling is you, you're feeling a little bit, like, not worthless, but let's just say, let's say, let's say a bit worthless because you feel maybe you're, you sound to me like you're feeling a little aimless, a little ungrounded, and a little bit worthless. So you need to find some worth in something. And right now, the only thing you have control over is like work. So I don't know, what do you do for a living, or what do you do that like makes you happy? Uh, yeah, I do like um, like graphic design stuff. So. Did you have some goal or project that you've been, like, meaning to finish or, like, if you finish could help your career at all or, like, make you feel really good about yourself and go, wow, I did that, like, that you've been meaning to do? Yeah, just one. Just one? Yeah, no, I've um, been, like, trying to do this, like, graphic novel thing. Okay, so that is your main objective. So that's what you're going to find. That's what you're going to root yourself in that every day when you work on it and you do more of it, I swear to God, because I do this with writing and I do this with, with personal projects, like I'll feel very like really worthless, really bad and feel like, oh, what's going to happen in my life? I, I'm i all over the place. Like I, you know, it's just, and then all of a sudden I'll, I'll get into something I'm writing that I that I keep putting off because I'm kind of afraid to deal with it or I, I'm just like procrastinating and I'll walk through it and I'll focus on it. And then hours later after I've been putting a lot of work into it, I'll go, Oh fuck! That's, this is awesome. That made me feel great. I'm one step closer to it being, you know, done with. And when I'm done with it, like that feeling of being done with something and proud of yourself for finishing it and proud of the thing you made is the best feeling in the world. And it really takes you out of that mindset where you're like, oh, what could have been with my ex? And now I'm lonely and, and you know, blah blah. Do you really? I'm telling you, like, whether you take this advice or not, and I really think you should take it. You'll see through doing the work of your graphic novel 
that will make you feel so great and distracted and like and make you feel worthwhile and badass and cool. And the thing is with your ex-girlfriend, why did you guys break up and how long ago did you break up? Uh, I mean, we broke up like, um, I'm so bad at keeping time, but uh, I remember the last movie we saw together was Her. Oh, it's so like a year uh, ago or a year and a half ago? Like a year and a half ago, yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things where like we were super close, but like it was like the little things, you know, like when you get past the like initial like, oh, I'm so happy to be with this person. And like you get into like the reality of like, what are we going to make for dinner tonight? Um, you have severe dietary restrictions that I don't have. Um, we just can like work past like that stuff, which I guess is like, that's why it didn't work out. But Wait, so diet restrictions and the day-to-day minutia of life were kind of like, uh, kind of just made you guys fight and, and, push you apart, just those little things? It was just those things where it was just like, yeah, like, um, we just both were like, yeah, we're not, just not into it that much to, like, work past that, I guess, which is, like, terrible. Well, just trust that it didn't work out. Instead of, like, romanticizing it and being like, this was amazing, I'm sure it had this amazing moment, but just like, okay, cool, that's what it was. It's over. Now you have to, like, look forward Try as much as you can on your own time. Think about it as fine. Write in your journal. Work on your graphic novel. But, like, I thank God. Just know that something better and more right is out there for you and the fact that you're, like, taking the time to look at yourself and think about the relationship and wonder if, if you made a mistake and remember about what you did like and what worked and what didn't work. The fact that you're, like, this modern modern millennial cool dude who's like, has feelings and is, you know, and you know you have you have emotions and 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 you're a guy and you're like you know wanting to have sex with a babe like that's cool it's like modern men are the greatest you're like this weird you've morphed into this like you know feeling emotional thing and that's great so you have all this information at your disposal you know what you want you know what you don't want you know that you want something real and that you miss your ex and you liked being in a relationship or whatever. I think this is what I'm getting. I mean, I'm totally wrong, but I think I'm slightly right. So not only do you have to work on the graphic novel, you have to stay busy every day and you should go on, you should hang out with all your guy friends and try to go on a date like all the time. Try to go on like a first date once a week or a few times a week. Just, just to like keep that muscle going. What do you think about that? Do you hate that idea? Yeah, no, no, no. I have done that and I feel like I've been on like so many first dates and gone through that and it's just like uh you know not to bring back the movie her but like in that movie like says like i feel like i'm willing to feel like lesser versions of what i felt before and i I guess that's what i've been stuck in where i feel like i've gone these first dates and i'm like comparing it to this like past relationship and i just feel like it's like just lesser versions of what i experienced before and just like not on the same level or like i'm not going to get to that like meet that person again so it's like it's been difficult Okay, I want you to tell me right now, just for fun. Let's make it really clear. Let's put it out into the universe. Tell me what, ideally, like every detail, if you can meet an amazing girl, like your next girlfriend, quality girl, explain this girl. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've always been drawn to the girls that are more, like, naturally beautiful than anything, not, like, 
a lot of makeup and um, kind of shy, I guess, because I'm kind of shy. Um, I'm, like, very interested in, like, music and culture and film and that stuff. Um, I'm kind of just, like, uh, effortlessly fashionable and, like, not, like, super, you know, concerned with that either. Easy going. I'm listening. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess that's it. I think that's so possible. I think this is all you're going through right now is this is the time you're you're gonna look back and you're gonna go, oh, April of 2015 was the time I was like getting over my ex girlfriend and going through all that shit, and then. Like, and then you're going to get to a new, new time, a new period where, you know, you're going to get really into the graphic novel and you're going to be like, okay, whatever, I'm shutting that aspect, like the dating, I'm shutting out that aspect and I'm finding, like, everything I need and my hope, my energy and my joy, whatever, in working. And then you're going to meet a girl. I swear to God, like, this is totally possible. Like, you're going to meet this girl. It just can't be as easy as you want it to be. So this is the mourning period. So just accept, instead of being at odds with yourself, and instead of being at odds with yourself, being like, oh, God, like, I'm feeling this way, like, this sucks, maybe I made a mistake, and you're, like, at odds with yourself, just accept it and go, okay, this is a shitty period. This is a reflective shitty period where I'm, like, hopeless, where I'm feeling like I'm never going to meet a girl like her again. But you know what? That girl was right for you. It didn't work out. Like, that you're exactly where you need to be because... It's just you just have to trust like it didn't work out because it wasn't meant to. It really wasn't, you know, and you're going to, and, you know, you just need to focus on your graphic novel and then and this girl will come out of the woodwork. And you need to come, you need to go on all these weird first dates where you meet lesser versions of your ex because because it's not like you, it doesn't happen like that. You don't just go on a first date and then they're like, oh, fuck, here's a better version of the ex. Like, it doesn't work like that. Like, you need to meet all the boneheads and the girls that are almost an okay fit, but you know they're annoying because you hate their laugh or they're, like, lame or they say something dumb or you're, like, you just don't respect them and you're, like, ooh, whoa, that, that's a red flag. You need to meet those girls so you can really treasure, like, the next girl you meet who's your, the love of your life. Cause, and then you guys will be having sex and you'll be talking and having pillow talk afterwards all cozy and you'll be madly in love with her. And she'll be, like, well, tell me about those first dates that you went on before me. And you'll go, oh. There was this one girl, ugh, and then I called in a boy crazy radio because I was really emotional, and I talked to this girl, <laughs> Alexi. I mean, that was a low point. And then you'll talk about that. <laughs> you'll be like, I was, you'll like, you'll be like, I was just searching so hardcore. I called into an internet web advice show. That's how much I needed to find you, and I'm so glad I, we met. We met each other, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> That's what will happen. <laughs> I don't know because like this is like two years later, and I'm still in this this uh, morning period, so I'm just hoping. I don't know. You know, it, it just, I, I swear to God, I, I know the ticket to your future and to, like, getting over it, I swear to God, throw yourself, you have to finish the graphic novel. Like, that's it. I know that's where it's at. Like, you need to do that. Because you need to accomplish something bigger than dating and a girl and all this shit. Like, you need to come back to you, realize why you're so fucking awesome, do something that blows your mind and makes you feel accomplished. Like, that's where the hidden treasure is right there because that's like that's where you can just disappear and 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 just 
feel really badass. Like, so do that. And then also keep going out on the dates. Be on Tinder. Do that. Like, have those experiences. Go out for drinks. I know, but do it anyway. It's fun. Like, I don't know. I'm not on Tinder because I do all this weird internet shit, so I feel like I already put myself out there so much. But, like, Tinder's honestly the worst. You think Tinder is the also? Tell me why Tinder is the worst. Um, well, it's basically just like broettes. It's just like what? Like just broettes. Broettes? Yeah, it's like the female version of like a bro. Why do you think that? That's interesting. I've never heard that. Tell me why. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's just like the area that I'm in, but it's usually just like college girls, just like, that's it. Was there a Whole Foods anywhere nearby? Uh, I guess, like, relatively close, like, 40 minutes away. Oh, my God. Meet a girl at a Whole Foods. Uh, go to, like, a record store if they even exist anymore, which they probably don't. Uh, go to, like, you know, clothing stores, fun, like, coffee shops. Great. I don't know. Like, just go to, like, wherever the Yeah, I don't know. Like, all those girls, like, they're, like, locked down in relationships. That's a difficult part. Like, at the age I'm at where it's, like, you know, I'm 30, like, all those girls are, like, they're having kids already. They've already, like, met that person. I'm like, I feel like I'm behind. Oh my god! Wait, wait, so, are you ever gonna leave Pennsylvania, or you just you're there? You just like <laughs> like it there? I mean, I'm there for now. I mean, I would maybe leave, but for now, okay. I'm here. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Listen, it's they're not all in lockdown relationships. I swear to God, I I could I will bet you know on my life. There's a girl near where you live in Pennsylvania who woke up this morning thinking. Who's a really cool girl who's a badass also, and like she woke up this morning and thought, maybe today will be the day that I meet, the, you know, the love of my life. I and mean, she's single and she's feeling the same way you are. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just it's right all it's all around you. So just like keep your eyes open. Don't feel so like hopeless because I swear to God, if you are calling in feeling the feelings you're feeling, there is a girl as cool or cooler and cute as cute as you are that you would be attracted to feeling the exact same way. Because if you're feeling this way, of course other people are feeling this way. They're single. They want to connect. They want to be in love. They're deep. They feel like, you know, everybody has like, you know, ADD and has a swipe left mentality. But if you feel that way, yeah. that means other people do too. And, and, and the people do have depth and they are in love. Like we're having a conversation about dating and want to, wanting to be in love and wanting to be, you know, understood and not feel alone and feel like, you know, connected with someone. So in a real way. So if we're having that conversation and we're strangers and we've never met, fuck, of course, there's so many other people feeling that way. And of course you don't connect with these weird people who like have a swipe left mentality. Thank God you don't. It means you're deeper than that. And they can go hang out with and, you know, have weird, casual, fucked up, drunken, blackout sex with some meathead bonehead who's like essentially date raping them. Whatever. They can have their experience. You want something deeper with some effortlessly cool, chic, hardly any makeup wearing, you know, shy, smart, cute girl. And she's looking for you too. And you just have to trust. Just trust that it'll find you and you'll find her. And in the meantime, while while you have this blind faith, because you just really need to have like a silent type of blind faith that you'll meet this girl, because she's out there. I, I know it. It's because you're fine. You're going to be so fine. You're so young. Don't be so down on yourself about your age. Like just be thankful you're alive. Like you're only going to get older. What are you going to do when you're 40? Like kill yourself because you, cause you feel like you shouldn't be 40. Like, like that's why I just talked about earlier on in the show. I talked about like these like adults. I don't want to call them older people or, you know, whatever. Cause 
but they are older and they're in their 70s and they're so badass. They're riding motorcycles and having dinner parties and smoking pot and being cool and they, their bodies were better than my body has ever been or will ever be. And it's like, it's such a fucking inspiring thing. So we need to like get rid of ageism and be like, fuck that. Just be thankful like you're breathing. There are people in like wheelchairs or dying or have diseases and like, you know, who are like probably younger than both of us, like or older or whatever. Just be thankful you can walk. You're calling about not being in love right now. This is all luxury. You're so young. You're so great. Just know. And, and, and at least you have a passion. So go get up phone with me and work on your graphic novel and just, like, feel better. And, like, jerk off or something. But, like, not to me, but if you want to. I don't know. I'm okay. I hope you feel better. Thank you. Okay, well, I don't know if I... I don't, I don't believe that, but I hope you feel a little bit... <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. I think I fell in love with that guy, and he doesn't even know. I think I'm in love... I think I'm in love with myself, is what I'm saying. I think that pep talk I gave him made me excited about life. Oh, my God. That's how good I am tonight on Boy Crazy Radio. That's how good the sex was with this fucking vegan millennial. Four times in one night with a nosebleed and then a mouthbleed and then a love bleed <laughs> and then a heart bleed. Okay, um, anyway, listen, I can't be falling in love right now. I'm newly single. I just got over being heartbroken for my last relationship. It would be stupid for me to fall in love with a new person. Would it? Or would it be the best thing in the entire world? Oh my god. Anyway, be cool everybody, be cool. Um yeah. Yeah. All right. Nobody's calling in about my single girlfriend who's in Los Angeles. Nobody, no guy or girl is calling in about my single girlfriend in Los Angeles. She's five, six or seven. She's brunette. She has freckles. She has beautiful eyes. She's very cool. She's got a career. She's looking for love. She doesn't want to be on Tinder. She's been on Tinder. She wants something new. So that's why I'm her friend, and I'm uh, pimping her out on podcasts and on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm not using her name, but I'm just trying to, like, you know, trying to get my friends to uh, text me. Or I don't know. I, I love playing matchmaker. See, my thing is Tinder exists. Hinge exists. I've heard of these things, whatever. I've heard of hinge i don't really quite understand it but whatever i I get it but whatever who cares my favorite thing as a person as a human being is i like to play matchmaker based on nothing but the fact that i have two single friends or i or i have an awareness of two single people in the world in my you know in my world and then i like to throw them together and be like hey let me start a blind date wait you're a heterosexual dude and you're single hey wait you're a heterosexual girl and you're single Wait, you both live in Los Angeles? Oh, I got this. This is great. Oh, let, me make, let me make some magic happen. And then I will set my friends up on like a blind date. I will, I will text them individually and I'll say, meet so-and-so at Figaro on Vermont at 7 p.m. And then they'll meet and they'll go, hey, are you Todd? Yeah, are you Stephanie? Your friend's Alexi? Alexi told me to be here. And then they'll sit down and they'll have their date. Um, every date I've ever set up like that has gone horribly wrong. They have not been attracted to each other. It's like I never, <laughs> I never sent them photos of each other beforehand. Yeah, so I'm the worst. But it, for me, it's really fun. Um, I don't know what the point of that story was, other than the fact that like I just realized I got to do some more matchmaking. Um, so yeah, 
call in if you want to meet my friend. Actually, yeah, right. Like, I'd, I'd even set up a stranger with my cool friend. Like, I can only set her up with people I actually know in real life who are, who are not murderers. Um, all right. If you have a question, you want to email me your question, you can send me an email with a big fish in the subject line. You can send me a thought, a question, a concern to my uh, Twitter, at Alexi Wasser. Or you can call in. Phone lines are open. 646-378-0649 is the number. Um, what else did I want to tell you? Oh, I mean, since tonight I'm talking so much about, like, dating and bloody sex and uh, Tinder and relationships and whatever and having hope and not being ageist. Um, well, that's a lot of topics. What I meant was back, back to Tinder. So at the dinner party, there is, like, three single girls. I, I'm one of them. But I'm like, you know, I'm fine. Um, I mean, I don't mean to rub. I don't mean to, like, push that in your face, but, like, I'm fine. Okay? I'm doing fine. Um, I thought it would be fun because I don't want to be on Tinder, but I really think Tinder is neat to partake in on someone else's phone. I like swiping left or right for other people because I'm a bossy control freak. Um so we signed up a girl at the dinner party. We signed her up for Tinder. It was awesome. And then me and Claudia, we took her phone, and Claudia and I swiped left and right for various dudes. It was a blast. Oh, my God. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up because me and Claudia, I mean, Claudia is with her husband, and, you know, and I'm I'm just, I'm fine. How dare you? I'm dating. Um, but we, it's like, Tinder is so superficial. Yes, I know people have met people and had real relationships and, you know, fallen in love and whatever. That's great. Yes, I get it. Tinder is a platform, another avenue and platform and opportunity to meet someone and fall in love. But, I mean, at a core level, I mean, from the get-go of of Tinder, uh, it's pretty superficial. It's pretty superficial. And, you know, from my point of view, and Claudia's, it was so funny to be like, we 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 swipe left, we get a new guy, a new guy's photo, and who knows what fucking dudes are doing when they're looking at girls. I mean, my God, but it is a fun party party saver, uh, party game. But we'd swipe to we we get to a photo of the guy, and we would both be like, ew. <laughs> Oh, I don't think so. Oh, next. Ooh, cool mustache, bro. Or, ah! Or, ooh, he's cute. Or, oh, no, no, no. No, don't swipe left. He's cute. Oh, fuck. Now we can't find him. Oh, no. We'll never find him again. Um, So that was fun. But, yeah, oh, fuck. It was, some of those, like, it was just such a bummer to be, like, looking at some stranger's photo. It's just so fucked up. We're looking at some strange dude's photo. I mean, and to have the response like, ew, it's like, oh, no, who the fuck do I think I think I am? Like, that is fucked up. Like, I'm sure, but you know what, whatever. I'm sure people have seen my photo and been like, oh, just, you know, whatever. I don't even want to know. That's, that's not my problem. Um, I can only take responsibility for my, me and myself and my own actions. Anyway. Oh, you guys, what a night. How's everybody feeling? It would be really fun if we could do like a party line thing where a single girl calls in right now to 646-378-0649. And then if you're a single dude, you call in and then we party line the two of you. And then we can like talk and see how we feel and you guys can like mingle and flirt. 
and then maybe somebody's in Pennsylvania and another person's in Hollywood, Florida, or like, and then there's me, I'm in LA. And we can all just talk. It's like a party line, chat line opportunity to mingle with voices. And then maybe if you, you know, have a connection, you guys can uh, email each other and uh, never meet. Or somebody can fly somewhere and then murder someone. I don't know. So many possibilities. Love in the future. This is amazing. Um, all right, guys. All right. I'm going to read an email. Let me see what I'm reading here. <clears throat> oh, man. All right. Oh, man. Here we go. I feel good about this. I do. Uh, okay. Oh, man. Okay. Dear Lexi, I wanted to get your insight and maybe advice on the situation I'm in. I'm a 21-year-old female studying at university. I've never been in love before or had a serious boyfriend. The last boyfriend I had was when I was 14. It lasted for two weeks, enough said. I'm reasonably attractive, I suppose, and I'm not short of guy interest. They all just seem to be after one thing in my university, though, and I've never met someone who's who's really been interested in me as a uh, who's really interested in me as a potential boyfriend. So I met this guy through my best friend, her second cousin, and he started talking to me and seemed to be quite interested. Initially, I was not interested because I knew exactly the type of guy he was. He has slept with over a hundred girls, and that absolutely repulses me. Anyway. He started calling me nearly two months ago, telling me that I was different and being the total opposite of how I would assume him to act. He has been so open about his feelings. I'm really not used to that with guys. Telling me that he wants a girlfriend and he never talks to other girls the way he talks to me, blah, blah, blah. And then he likes me. Anyway, he asked me to go on a weekend trip away with him, which I did. I didn't sleep with him uh, the four nights that we were away and explained to him that I didn't want to be just one of the many girls that he would just have sex with and then want nothing to do with. He actually really appreciated that I didn't have sex with him because he is so used to getting exactly what he wants, and girls just sleep with him immediately. Fast track a couple of weeks, and I decided to have sex with him. I have met his family, and he has met and stayed with my family. We have been hanging out quite a lot. I guess you could say we are seeing each other? Basically, at this stage, I am really attracted to him. I think I may even be falling for him, although I haven't told him this. And he claims that he feels this too because he is more open and tells me things like this as well. I just don't know if he's just saying this, though. What am I scared about? Claiming that he slept with so many people? Uh, what I am scared about, knowing that he has slept with so many people, is that I am going to get hurt, that he will have sex with somebody else, my head tells me that it's a stupid idea getting into something where I know that I'm going to get hurt. And then my heart tells me another. I've never felt like this about someone before. I can't stop thinking about him. He seems so set on me being his girlfriend, which he also mentioned, but I don't know if he's like this with every girl. Do you think I'm stupid getting into something with someone who has slept around so much? I don't know if I should let my guard down because I'm afraid of what might happen. Wait. I don't know if I should let my guard down because I'm afraid of what might happen. I don't know how I can trust him with his history, but should I let what I know about his past change the way I approach things with him now? I don't want to get myself in too deep, but he claims he is over that stage of his life. 
Sorry about the terrible word vomit, but I hope you can get the general grasp of what I'm trying to say. And any advice you have, I would be so grateful for. Well, first of all, thank you very much for writing in to me. I really do appreciate it. Um, And I do have lots of things to say. Um, As a person who has slept with a lot of people, and I'm a girl, and that even gets a worse uh, judgment from guys and other people because it's like, you know, whatever. People tend to judge girls who have slept with more guys more harshly than they judge guys. But maybe that's all shifting and topsy-turvy. I get what you're saying. I get that you, you know, you don't want to go all in. You're protecting yourself. You're protecting your heart. You don't want to get hurt. You're taking in all the facts. You're coming at it from a very, like, cerebral place where you're like, this is how he is. I know the information. I've got to protect myself. I don't want to be had. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to let my guard down. But here's the thing. This is life. Get sloppy. You can't be so controlled and rigid. And as a person who's slept with a lot of people, it doesn't mean I don't have feelings for certain people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've had a lot of experience. What it makes me is good at giving blowjobs and, you know, less self-conscious during sex. Ideally, I mean, this uh, this might be offensive, but it's kind of cool that he's had a lot of experience because, you know, maybe he's good in bed as a result of it, or maybe he's not self-conscious, or maybe he's good at going down on you, or sucking in your boobs, or being open to whatever. You know, like, I feel that men who've had a lot of experience, you know, as long as they're polite and loving and, and good people, you know, because that's first and foremost, but if, he, if, he, if he's safe and been, you know, had protected sex and and have a lot of experience and he genuinely likes you, you know, just that's all good. It's fine. You can't judge somebody based on their past. I mean, you can and you are, but he hasn't murdered anyone that you know of. He's not a child molester, we don't know, we don't think, okay? We're talking about him having sex with other people when he didn't even really know you and you weren't his girlfriend and you're judging him for that. Okay, ask yourself how you'd feel if he did that to you. If he judged you for having sex with a bunch of people before you met him, wouldn't that be kind of fucked up and unfair? I mean, I, I, if I were you, I would just choose to believe that he's saying what he means, you know? Unless your intuition is telling you that he's, like, he's a total liar, but it seems like you're more... I don't know, what I'm getting from this email is that you you want to protect yourself. seems like you really like him, but you just want to protect yourself because you're really scared of being vulnerable. And I get that, but it seems like from all the stuff you're telling me, you've met his family, he's met your family, he's saying all these things to you, he's sharing with you, he's being vulnerable, he wants to be your boyfriend, you know, he's been honest about his sexual history, he likes you, he's like... You know, he's just a person figuring it out. You know, people have sex and people are, you know, especially when they're young, you're hormonal, you want to have sex, it happens, okay? Like, it sounds like he's treating you well. If he wasn't treating you well and he was doing shady, weird shit and he's texting other girls at night and you'd be like, hey, what are you doing? What are you up to? Or you ran into him at like a on a date while he's out, out on a date with someone else or you caught him having a Tinder account. Uh, while you're dating him and, you know, thought he was being kind of more exclusive to you. Like, these are kind of weird red flags that, that I would say, hey, this sounds like this dude is up to some other stuff. But what it sounds to me, uh, what it sounds like to me, based on this email you sent, is that he's being very forthcoming and communicative, treating you light, nicely, and you want to let your guard down, but you're having a hard time. So I'm giving you permission to let your guard down 
to give him a break, to accept the fact that people are human. He hasn't even done anything wrong. We're allowed to have sex with whoever we want to. It's really fucked up when men judge women for having a lot of sex, even though it takes two, you know? So unfair. So yeah, don't be don't be unfair to him. You know what I mean? So go with it. Just have fun. Don't complicate things. If you're feeling good, continue feeling good. If you're having fun with him, continue having fun with him. If you're falling in love with him, fall in love with him. Let him fall in love with you. If you're laughing, laugh. You know what I mean? Like, just keep up the good feeling that you like. Keep up with that. Like, that's the most important thing. It is very hard to stop overthinking. It's so hard. You know, we. it's good that you're thinking. I hate when people are telling, you know, tell me to like, oh, you're overthinking. You're thinking too much. Well, fuck that. Great. Think too much. That's fantastic. People don't, a lot of people don't think enough. I'm just telling you, you're being very self-aware now. You're, you know there's a problem. You know there's a block. You know you're standing in your own way. You know you want to get out of your own way. You like this guy. Take a chance. Engage in life. I ask, I, you know, yeah, it might end. It could end. He could cheat on you. You could cheat on him. You guys could get mad at each other. You could grow apart. He could, you know, Ultimately, you're both going to die. You could be together forever and then both of you just die. Still madly in love or still as a couple, but you're going to die. So no matter what, I think that's like a Louis C.K. joke. Ultimately, you know, there will be a breakup, even if it's what, even if it's death doing the breakup for you. You know what I mean? Like you could die tomorrow. You could get hit by a bus. You could die when you're 90 or 100 and still be with him and then he could die too. Like whatever. Ultimately, everything ends and we go on to the next thing and things transition. But... We have to engage. You know what I mean? You could you could protect your heart for the rest of your life, but what kind of experience is that? What kind of life experience is that? You know, I had this conversation with a guy that I'm dating. Uh, we'll call him the bloody, uh, vegan, gluten-free, cat-owning, comedic millennial dude that I had bloody sex with four times last night. Um, I said to him, I was like, listen, we're having a great time. We know this. You're lovely. We laugh. It's easy. It's effortless. Unless I decide to make it uh, an effort. But for the most part, we're having a great time. But what is the point of this? Because I just got out of something that I was heartbroken from. You know, I just got out of that. I've recovered from that barely. And now I've met you. And this is fucking ultimately going to end. Why are we even doing this? I thought I was in love with the last guy. I thought I was going to marry and have a baby with the last guy. I thought I was going to be with him for longer than I was with him for, and it all fell to shit. Why, why would I do this again? I feel like an idiot. Why? It's going to end. It's going to be fucked somehow. And he said, you just have to find meaning. I'm going to totally f- fuck up how he phrased it, and it was lovely and, and very graceful and poetic how he phrased it, but I'm going to butcher it. But he was like, you have to find meaning in, in in small things. Everything is pointless. Everything is, it doesn't last forever. You know what I mean? Like, but you can either protect yourself and do nothing or you can engage. You need to find meaning in things and just go with the flow and find happiness wherever you can find happiness. And if you're fine, and, and you know, if I find happiness with a vegan millennial, you got to go with it. You got to engage until you don't want to anymore and then you deal with it then. 
and it could last forever, or you know, or, or it'll last however long it lasts for. But you know, you just follow. This sounds ridiculous, but it's true. You follow the happiness, and you get vulnerable, and you take chances, and you be brave, and you dip your toe into into the stream of life, and don't try to protect yourself, and you just fucking have to be raw and be smart. Make good decisions. Be conscious. You know, don't make, don't be making dumb, unconscious decisions and aligning yourself with like people who are bad for you and being mean to you. But if you meet somebody who makes your life better and vice versa, you know, just get over the fear of that. Just dive in, and, and you know, just ride that wave. Ride that wave for as long as you can ride that wave for, and then you'll figure it out when when you know the wave crashes if and when it crashes. And it's fine if it does, and it's fine if it doesn't, and, you know, but don't fucking put up some wall to protect yourself from possibly, potentially getting hurt down the road. Jesus Christ, what kind of life is that? Not a life I want to have. Even though I totally do the same thing, I, like, squirm. I'm like, you know, I try to ruin things. It's just tough. I try, you know, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? This is scary. I'm going to hurt you. You're going to hurt me. What are we doing? So I totally know what you're talking about. That's why I'm, I'm giving such a long, long-winded answer because when this advice I'm giving to you is advice that I'm giving to myself. And I'm, I'm trying to make sure the information not only lands in your brain, but it lands in my brain so I can really hear this so that I can fully engage and take chances and be brave and be vulnerable with another human being and have a great life experience and learn things and laugh as much as possible and collect cool memories and experiences and interactions. And you can too. So yeah, hopefully you're hanging out with this guy right now and you're naked and you're spooning and you're kissing and, you know, there you go. So I hope that helps. Anyway, thank you for writing in to Boy Crazy Radio at boycrazyalexi at gmail. Dot com. Uh, you can tweet me a question, a concern, a problem, a thought, or whatever uh, at Alexi Wasser. I should start. I should start encouraging hashtag Boy Crazy Radio. Maybe that's a good idea. Is that a good idea? Well, I don't know. Who fucking cares? What does it all mean anyway? I should be naked right now, having having a uh, having sex with a vegan millennial. Oh man. You know what's so cool? People are taking a moment to realize that Tinder is like fast food a bit. Even though you can find love on it, it's nice that with all this fast food type of like swiping and clicking and all this stuff, that people still know the difference and crave a real connection and to be loved and to be seen and to feel safe and to feel, you know, understood and valued and treasured. Like, it's a really special thing. So it's interesting. It's interesting that this conversation has been happening a lot, not only tonight, not only with the guy who called in tonight, (laughs) the one guy. (laughs) Um, We got some emails. We got some emails, too. Um, So it's just interesting. It's like a really interesting time right now in history where it's like everything at our fingertips. The world is so small. It's like smaller than it's ever been. And like, it's like a great thing. It's a scary thing. It's a, but yeah, like we're taking in all the, the data, all the like 
you know, and figuring out, like, what works and stuff. And that's why it's really important to be, like, conscious and mindful of all the technology that exists because, like, it's great. It can be amazing. It can be fantastic. Like, uh, technology is the reason I can have this podcast. I mean, must we call it a podcast? I keep doing this to myself. I am my own worst enemy. I should just I should just call it a show. But anyway, technology means that I can talk to some guy in Pennsylvania or like, you know, I can talk to any of you guys from all around the world and we can be having a conversation about like falling in love and, and not feeling alone and, you know, why is he not texting me or what does it all mean? Is everything going to be okay? And we can have this conversation together and feel less alone by talking on the phone because of this technology. But then it's also scary because you have to, like, be really careful not to fall into the trap of, like, becoming, like, an ADD futuristic, like, oh, there's always another best thing, or, oh, he's ugly, you know, like, I'm typing left. Who cares that he might be a great person and nice, and, you know, if I met him in person, his pheromones could be really cool, and he might, like, you know, have some kind of really grounding force that makes me feel safe and understood and cozy, and and, uh, I could be attracted to him if I met him in real life. Pete, I don't like his, uh, I don't like his haircut. I don't like that kind of plaid. Anyway, um, I'm fucking rambling. But what else is new? Anyway, I should wrap up the show. If anybody decides that they just want to be brave really quick and call in, 646-378-0649 is the number. But I'm actually really glad I got to read that email because I feel like the answer to that and the main core issue with uh, that girl who emailed her main issue that she's dealing with is, like, so universal. So talking about that is something we can all think about, about being uh, more vulnerable with people and and not being so closed off and trying to be so controlled and protected and all that stuff. But it is fucking scary. I'm right there with you. Um, anyway, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Boy Crazy Radio. I love you a lot. Thank you for listening to my stories, my disgusting stories and oversharing, me oversharing about... Uh, Having uh, having bloody sex with my cool millennial friend uh, who's vegan and gets nosebleeds all the time as of late when he's having sex with me. Um, thank you for writing in. Thank you for sending your emails to boycrazyalexia at gmail.com. Thanks for tweeting to at Alexi Wasser. Thanks for being friends with me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser or on Meerkat at Alexi Wasser or all the other avenues that I exist online. Um, and you know what? I'm inspired. I'm inspired to start writing more on my website again. I took a break, okay? The reason Boy Crazy Radio even exists is because I have a website called I'mBoyCrazy.com where I write about love and sex and dating and relationships and coming-of-age stuff. And I would write, and I'd be very vulnerable writing there, and I'd update it like every day, like five times a week or like three times a week, tops, whatever. I didn't want to inundate people with too much stuff. Uh, I wanted to pace myself, but I got kind of burnt out on it. And this this call-in advice show was born out of I'mBoyCrazy.com because I thought, how can I speak to the people that leave comments on my website and how can I have my own type of love line? Because I grew up listening to love line. I continue to listen to love line, and I love call-in advice show, shows because it makes me feel less alone. It's so fun to, like, I love phone calls. And I love, you know, I just love, like, you know, talking to people one-on-one. So it's great. So I've been way more into Boy Crazy Radio. 
But now that I've told that guy that he's got to find his self-worth in, you know, doing something that's fulfilling to him, like his graphic novel from earlier, the only caller from earlier, it makes me want to write more on my website because that was such a good outlet for me. I think it's important. So I just thought the bottom line is what I'm saying is I'm so amazing getting advice on this show that I re-inspire myself to not kill myself and to keep going and uh, to reinvigorate myself and check in with myself. And, uh, you know, I'm just like you guys is what I'm saying. We all need to check in with ourselves every day and find a new reason to live and figure out how we're not going to be so miserable and alone, okay? So there you go. That's the entire point of Boy Crazy Radio so we can both feed off of each other, inspire one another, and go back into the world as better people excited to be alive with purpose. You're welcome. Fantastic. Uh, all right, we did it. Nailed it. Thanks, you guys. Happy April Fool's Day. None of every, anything I said was true. Just kidding. It was all true, maybe a little bit too true. Uh, tune in next week, next Wednesday, every Wednesday, same time, same place, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, crazyradio.com to listen and call into the live show. You can download these episodes on iTunes. It's kind of a big deal. Have you heard of it? iTunes, all right? Thank you. Uh, I've already told you where to follow me everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and whatnot, at Alexi Wasser. And you know what? I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you.
Big news! The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line $36 activation fee. Credit valid for in Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans. Offer ends 1716 Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by the reward card requires online registration.